Hello, this is Jude from newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Thursday, the 21st of May. The death toll due to COVID-19 rose to 3435 in India and the number of total positive coronavirus cases climbed to 112359 today. In the last 24 hours, the country recorded 5609 fresh cases and 132 fatalities. On the brighter side, at least 40% of the total coronavirus cases have recovered from the disease. The total number of COVID-19 patients in Maharashtra stood at 39,297. As many as 1,390 people succumbed to death in the state. Tamil Nadu is the second most affected state in India with 13,000 cases, followed by Gujarat, Delhi, Rajasthan and Madhya Pradesh. Delhi recorded 534 fresh COVID-19 cases, the highest single-day spike till date, taking the national capital's tally past the 11,000 mark. The coronavirus death toll in Delhi has climbed to 176. According to Health Department data, over 26% of the total deaths in the national capital were of people in the age group of 50 to 59 years. The Indian Railways yesterday announced that a list of 100 pairs of trains will start operating from June 1st. The new announcement will put in operation popular trains such as Durantos, Sambarkrantis, Janshatabdis and Purva Express. The Indian Railways has decided to start more trains in the coming days and also allow offline train ticket booking through counters at specific stations and common service centers across India. Railway Minister Piyush Goyal said, and I quote, We are going to announce the resumption of more trains in the upcoming days. We have also permitted the operation of shops at railway stations. However, only takeaways will be allowed, unquote. He also announced that booking of train tickets will resume at around 1.7 lakh common service centers from tomorrow across India. The Airports Authority of India today issued standard operating procedures for resuming domestic flight operations from May 25th. The guidelines were issued a day after the center said flights will resume from next week in a calibrated manner. The key guidelines include mandatory use of Arogya Setu app for those above 14 years, sanitation of baggage before entering the airport, and restrictions on vehicles entering the departure zone, among others. Special flights under One Day Bharat mission brought back 1,800 stranded Indian nationals from Gulf countries yesterday. 11 flights took off from Saudi Arabia, UAE, Oman, Kuwait, and Qatar to India. This morning, 184 Indian nationals returned to Hyderabad from Doha. Meanwhile, an Air India special flight from Sydney carrying 224 Indian nationals is scheduled to arrive in New Delhi this evening. As the novel coronavirus is predicted to be around for a while, social distancing measures are likely going to stay in place. This means that performing artists who thrive in the presence of a live audience will be confronted by a completely different world. The workplaces of thousands of artists are deserted, with an endless array of shuttered shops, locked gates, and faded posters of concerts and plays. The artists are anxious about what will happen. Do read Nikita Bishnoi's report and video story titled, When the Music Fades and the Stage Goes Dark, to know how the pandemic has brought the performing arts industry to a standstill. And while you're at it, do check out our website, newslaundry.com. We have been consistently bringing you reports about coronavirus. I think now is a good time to remind you, dear listeners, that we are able to bring you these reports that show you the complete picture. Because News Laundry is a completely ad-free news platform. And that in turn is because we believe that in this age of information and misinformation, news needs to be independent, sans any agenda. No advertisers and sponsors in the middle. And it can only happen if there is a direct relationship between us and you. So go to the website and hit the subscribe button on the top right corner. The lowest plan begins at 300 a month only. 
The total number of coronavirus cases in Uttar Pradesh breached 5,000 mark with 294 cases reported in the last 24 hours. This was the fastest addition of 1,000 new cases in the state as it took only five days to reach from 4,000 to 5,000. Chief Minister Yogi Adityanath launched Uttar Pradesh Startup Fund and handed over the first installment of Rs 15 crore to Small Industries Development Bank of India. He said providing employment to migrant workers and laborers would not only solve their problems, but the entire country will get the benefit of their talent through Uttar Pradesh. He also said that new startup policy for agriculture, health, education, and other important sectors should be made, which will strengthen the possibilities of job creation. Now for some international updates on the coronavirus. After the biggest single day increase in COVID-19 cases worldwide so far, the number of confirmed infections touched 5 million and more than 320,000 people have lost their lives, according to the Johns Hopkins tally. The United States recorded 1,561 coronavirus deaths in the past 24 hours, bringing the total to 93,406. The World Health Organization gave a stark warning yesterday that the coronavirus pandemic is far from over. After 106,000 new cases were recorded worldwide over the past 24 hours, WHO's Director General said the virus was spreading in poorer countries, just as wealthier nations were emerging from lockdown. Meanwhile, a top US scientist has said that people should not count on a COVID-19 vaccine being developed anytime soon. William Hazeltine, the groundbreaking cancer, HIV, AIDS, and Human Genome Projects researcher, has said that the best approach to the pandemic is to manage the disease through careful tracing of infections and strict isolation measures whenever it starts spreading. He said that while a vaccine could be developed, he wouldn't count on it and urged people to wear masks, wash hands, clean surfaces, and keep a distance. United States President Donald Trump lashed out at China once again for the coronavirus pandemic, accusing it of trying to deflect the pain and carnage that their country spread throughout the world. He also took a shot at his Democratic rival in the upcoming presidential elections, Joe Biden. Trump tweeted, and I quote, Spokesman speaks stupidly on behalf of China, trying desperately to deflect the pain and carnage that their country spread throughout the world, unquote. Donald Trump has said he may seek to revive a face-to-face -face meeting of group of seven leaders near Washington after earlier canceling the gathering due to the coronavirus pandemic. Trump said that the country is transitioning back to greatness and considered rescheduling the G7 on the same or similar date in Washington, D.C. at the legendary Camp David. Adding that the other members are also beginning their comeback, he said it would be a great sign to all. Normalization. Mexico's health ministry registered 2,248 new coronavirus infections and an additional 424 fatalities. The new infections brought the number of cases to 56,594 and 6,090 total death toll. Meanwhile, 363 COVID-19 deaths were announced in the UK, taking the total to 35,704. A record 177,216 coronavirus tests were carried out in 24 hours. Boris Johnson has pledged to have a countrywide tracing operation to tackle coronavirus in place by 1st June, run by 25,000 contact tracers. Johnson said, and I quote, I have great confidence that by 1st June, we will have a system that will enable us, help us very gently to defeat this disease and move the country forward, unquote. In France, the health authorities reported 110 new coronavirus deaths, an increase of 0.4%, bringing the total to 28,132 the fourth highest in the world behind the US, Britain, and Italy. More than 100 people have tested positive for novel coronavirus at a slaughterhouse in Western France. 
The cases follow coronavirus outbreaks at meat plants, not only in France, but also in Germany, Spain, Australia, the United States, and Brazil, where people tend to work in close proximity. According to the director of the EU agency, the prospect of a second wave of coronavirus infection across Europe is no longer a distant theory. Dr. Andrea Ammon, director of the European Center for Disease Prevention and Control said, and I quote, the question is when and how big that is the question in my view, unquote. However, European governments started easing their lockdown restrictions, some to the extent that bars and restaurants will soon open, others rather more tentatively. Meanwhile, Spain's Prime Minister Pedro Sanchez extended the lockdown for another two weeks. This is the fifth time the state of emergency has been renewed, meaning the restrictions will remain in force until June 6. But the government's management of the crisis has drawn a barrage of criticism and right-wing parties who have denounced its brutal confinement, while several hundred protesters have hit the streets demanding freedom and Sanchez's resignation. China has reported 33 new coronavirus cases, including 31 asymptomatic ones, the majority of them in Wuhan. According to China's National Health Commission, two confirmed coronavirus cases, including one important infection, was reported today in Guangdong province and a locally transmitted one in Shanghai yesterday. Meanwhile, President Xi Jinping has urged efforts to ensure that the targets and tasks of poverty elimination are completed with high quality amid the COVID-19 pandemic. He said, and I quote, not a single ethnic group will be left behind in China's efforts to build a moderately prosperous society in all respects this year, unquote. The president made the remarks in a recent instruction on the elimination of poverty on the entire Maonan ethnic group. The Maonan are one of the country's 28 ethnic groups with a small population. About 70% of the Maonan, or 64,500 people, live in Huangjiang County, the Guangxi Zhuang Autonomous Region. Now for some non-coronavirus updates. Cyclone Amphan, which made landfall in West Bengal, has killed 21 people so far in India and Bangladesh. 12 people were killed in West Bengal, two in Odisha, and seven in Bangladesh. Among those dead in Bangladesh are a five-year-old boy and a 75-year-old man who were crushed under falling trees. In Odisha, one of the deceased was an infant who died when the mud wall of the family's hut collapsed due to heavy rain. West Bengal Chief Minister Mamta Banerjee said the cyclone's impact on the state was worse than that of the coronavirus and claimed the damages would be around rupees 1 lakh crore. She added that though 5 lakh people had been evacuated, state authorities had not entirely anticipated the ferocity of the cyclone. Banerjee spent the entire day at a control room in Kolkata, the Indian Express reported. The chief minister requested the center to forget politics and cooperate with them and save the people. A rare tornado ripped through several villages on Indonesia's Sumatra Island, killing at least two people, damaging hundreds of homes and fatally knocking over a cow. Another six people, most with serious injuries, were taken to a hospital after the tornado touched down late yesterday in Langpung province's Tulang Bawang district. The powerful winds damaged 245 homes in three villages and knocked out power to most of the area. Officials were still evacuating villages from affected areas today to clear debris. Indonesia's meteorological agency is predicting rain and strong wind for the next few days in Langpung and parts of western Sumatra. International Olympic Committee President Thomas Bach said he understands why the rescheduled Tokyo 2020 Games would have been cancelled if it cannot take place next summer. The president told BBC Sport, and I quote, you cannot forever employ 3,000 to 5,000 people in an organizing committee. You cannot have the athletes being in uncertainty, unquote. If social distancing restrictions are still in force in Japan next summer, 
Some have suggested that the games may have to be staged behind closed doors. Now for some homegrown stuff from newslaundry.com. On Monday, Editor-in-Chief Sudhir Chaudhary said 28 employees of Z News tested positive for the coronavirus. Following this, the company started testing employees who may have come in contact with the other employees. Do read Atul Charasya's report titled, The Inside Story of Z News Becoming a COVID-19 Hotspot. To know more about how events unfolded at Z News, the report reveals facts that are both worrisome and potentially criminally negligent. Many Z employees, including some who tested positive for COVID-19, spoke to News Laundry about what happened. Tune in. That's all for today. Have a great day or a good night, depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. Catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport. Visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. And subscribe to our YouTube channel.